Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Other Minds and Hands. This is a very special episode of Other Minds and Hands. I'm joined, of course, as always, by my uh, co-host, uh, Maggie Park. And uh, we are delighted to join you to tell you a little bit more about our fun trip last week. Um, uh, we were, uh, Both of us were in London uh, at the end of last week, um, invited by the uh, Amazon Prime Video folks uh, to come to their London event and they did this whole sneak preview event um, where, as you've probably seen, if you've been on the internet at all in the last 24 hours, you've probably seen that there were a number of people there. Um, and uh, I see I see Will is here. Good to see you, Will. Uh, good to meet you, too. Uh, yeah, there's a, a it was it was that was, by the way, before we even talk about the rest of the stuff, you know, Maggie, I have to admit, it's honestly my favorite part of the whole session was getting to hang out for several days um, with all of these other awesome Tolkien the people. people. Yeah. yeah, this I mean, little that community was... that they accidentally built and what has followed, because now we're all on this WhatsApp chat group together and like... <laughs> There's yeah. hundreds of messages a day that they've, <laughs> I think this is like the biggest risk of Amazon and possibly the greatest power because they built this community and here we are right. without them right. now. Completely yes, exactly. Yeah. We, um, yes. I, 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 I think it will probably be a net good for them, but it is true. It is, uh, it is, uh, it is a dangerous thing that they have built because now anyway, but it, it was awesome. Uh, I mean, the, yeah. the time that I had getting to meet folks who, whom I've seen, there's some folks that I, that I interacted with before, you know, done interviews before, or, you know, um, uh, you know, we'd, we'd talk to each other in, in, in a sort of official places online. And, and there are other people that I'd, you know, been talking to for a while, but I'd never seen in person. There were others that I didn't know of at all. Um, and just got to meet for the first time um my probably my favorite subgroup there was i had a had a really wonderful time hanging out with who i called the cool kids uh namely the tiktok group uh at uh at, at, they were awesome um uh it was uh there were some 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 really fun times uh they uh they helped me create my own tiktok channel which i totally have now by the way um i have not really posted except for the one video i made in the in the and by the way the one video i have posted i didn't even know i was doing it um uh don was showing me how to use tiktok and then he's like like this and he hits the record button and he's like, hi, we're live. And I'm like, oh, hi. Uh, so, anyway, it was great. How Corey became a TikTok sensation. And from an outsider perspective, too, because obviously, like, I'm aware of a lot of these groups, but I'm not super imbued in them. I mean, I went to yeah. the wondering.net back in you know 2002 with the rest of us and checked it every day for new and updates and stuff. But it was so different being in this crowd and being aware of fandom and being yeah. aware of, of how these guys interact. But then being thrown into the deep end. And first of all, I had to have somebody next to me, James from Signum, who was pointing out who everyone was to me. So I had like my own <laughs> right. little like guide of like, this is this person, this is this. And then we all knew each other within 24 hours. But also just seeing everybody fuck to you. Like it was just so fascinating of like, I, I don't want to like over egg the pudding or anything like that. It's not like they put you on a pedestal, but you've been around for so long that you are such a calming 
calming and common presence to everybody that it was just like you know there were these tiktokers that were early 20s that were like i've been listening to you for a decade and now here i am at a pub yes. sharing a pint with you talking about tolkien like you could just see the like that was, oh, moments it was around very you. fun and, and also i i was feeling pretty old uh, uh a lot of last week as uh, i mean it's great. it's it's like the double edge right of meeting people who are like i've been listening to you since i was 13 and i'm like whoa <laughs> i'm old uh, <laughs> but yeah but also it was, to, uh, like to me you're just Corey, so it's just so nice yeah. to be in this crowd that's like oh my god the Tolkien professor in person and it was really fun so no, thoroughly it's, enjoyed it and it's it's so much I I've I I, I mean I, I tease about being made to feel old I never mind feeling old getting old is kind of fun actually and uh, um and it's but it's it's so much fun to see the next generation of people, uh, uh, you know, kind of coming up, you know, and seeing these new people who are doing these exciting things. And again, especially I was talking to the TikTok folks because they felt, um, I think they were feeling a little bit self-conscious in the sense that their platform, TikTok, is still like this, you know, new thing that a lot of people don't take seriously. And um, and so they were, I think they were feeling a little bit self-conscious about that. And I was just mm. like, man, you know, yeah, like welcome to podcasting 12 years ago. Right. That was right. exactly to a podcasting right. 12 years ago. Um, and so, you know, I was able to kind of, you know, from having been around a long time, say, you know, like 12 years from now, there will be you'll be meeting people who have like, I've been watching you on TikTok since I was 13 years old. <laughs> and, and, you know, like that's going to be um, uh, that's going to be where, uh, uh, you know, where, where you guys are going to be. Anyway, it was it was it was it, it was fun. It's always fun to uh, to do that. And that was a really great opportunity. Um not to mention, um, not to mention that uh, uh, I got an opportunity to talk rap with New Better Do Better, which was uh, like one of the highlights of my entire trip. Uh, oh I, I wish somebody had recorded that entire thing and we can oh, make t-shirts. Like it oh, was man. just. The dude started freestyling in, in the middle of, and I'm like, oh, like, forget it. <laughs> Holy cow. This is, this is fantastic. Uh, anyway, no, it was, um, uh, it was, it was. It was excellent, but anyway, um, so yeah, I, it was it was it was just a, a, a fantastic community, um, and we had so many wonderful conversations. I mean, and there were just a whole bunch of times when, um, you know, it was just really neat, really neat. Like like look at this, you know, we're sitting around the table with, uh, you know, with the 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 prancing pony hosts, you know, both of the prancing pony hosts and the you know chair of the Tolkien Society and uh, you know the nerd of the rings and, uh, and you know the, the Tolkien, Tolkien talk Tolkien guys project, from Brazil, yeah. Tolkien talk guys from Brazil. I mean, and and just you know all you know talking about you know whatever uh, he was know. Tolkien yeah I mean all these people and like all the collaborations that were discussed too so like I think over the next couple of months you're going to see loads of people on uh, yes. other people's shows and platforms and stuff too because we're all like yeah come talk about that I want to talk to you about this and Absolutely. it should be good fun for content yeah, yeah, for sure. We're hoping to have uh, uh, Sergio and Cesar from uh, Tolkien Talk in Brazil uh, on Other Minds and Hands soon. Maybe even as soon as uh, as soon as next episode, we'll see if, if what 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 we can arrange. But soon, uh, in any case, um, so that was again one of the really cool things to hear more from them about um, just kind of like Tolkien fandom in Brazil. You know, it was like this whole sort of other world uh, that was really fascinating to. Um, uh, to, to, to hear about. So anyway, yep. yeah. So looking forward to lots more, uh, conversation and collaboration, as you say, conversation is ongoing, uh, among us. Um, yep. but, um, 
that's been uh, uh, that's been that's been really great fun. Well, we wanted to share with you our responses to the event. Uh, to well, first of all, let me explain what happened. Right, we'll, we'll kind of give you the whole overview of the thing. Um, uh, they brought us to London. And then the first thing we did, the, we had like one fun day and one work day, basically. The fun day, they took us to Oxford and we did a, uh, lots of really fun Tolkien tourist things in Oxford, um, which was which was really cool. Um, uh, included, it was kind of highlighted by, uh, they brought in John Garth to uh, give a Tolkien talk. Um, and it was, it was, it was actually, it was really funny because um, uh, they had not told us about John Garth's talk. But um, I, I was um, coming out of the loo <laughs> and, and passed him going the other way. And I was like, John, good to see you. And I was walking with one of the Amazon people. Uh, uh, and I was like, oh, hang on. I want to say hi to him. And she's like, and she, and she actually hadn't actually met him before. So she, was, she didn't recognize him on site. She's like, wait, who's that? I'm like, it's John Garth. And she's like, oh. <laughs> and so, so I went over and I'm like, hi, John. And then I was there. And then Sean and Alan from the Prancing Pony came by. And they, you know, and they were, you know, because they've you know, met him before too. Uh, and anyway, and then Sean Gunner came by from the Tolkien Society. And we were all, we were all chatting and stuff. It was, it was just, it was really, and then, you know, um, the Amazon people were like, well, I guess the cat's kind of out of the bag about <laughs> what's coming after lunch. But, uh, but they hadn't really, told really him fun. who he was doing this to, right? Like, <laughs> no, they, they no. hadn't told John. He right, so he sees me and Sean and, and, and Alan and, and Sean, and he was, like, he was like, maybe I need to revise my talk. And we're like, it's okay. He's, man. Like, it's all he's like, I probably don't need to do the introduction card of who is talking. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, it was good. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was The fun. Oxford day was, was just beautiful, too. I mean, it was like some of the most stunning scenery and i have a friend that works um worked in admissions at oxford and she said the spaces we had access to nobody has access to so i mean they were clearly pulling out all the stops to make sure we saw the best of the best of oxford and you know beautiful tablescapes and and wonderful meals and all that kind of visual stuff that you want to kind of create that ambiance and that atmosphere so they totally nailed that bit yeah but oh, we yeah. also just had a really lovely day we just geeked yeah. out about Tolkien and, and it was beautiful so that was really helpful to just have a yeah. nice day oh, oh out goodness we got this like incredibly perfect weather that you could yeah. never yeah. So expect surreal. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 it was uh, it rained so, for yeah. about four minutes the first night and that was it <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that was that was really amazing um and um yeah, so uh, so anyway, so that was kind of as I say the fun day, and we, we could tell you stories about our Oxford trip, but it was mostly touristy and and fun for the opportunity to get to hang out with each other. Um, then Friday was when the real business went down, uh, and the first thing that happened was they showed us the um, they showed us the sneak peek. Um, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. My, we saw some 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 clips. Basically, it was it was relatively short. Uh, it was pretty substantial compared to what has been seen so far, but it was certainly left me very interested to see more. And it also means, by the way, one of the things that I, I, so we can get, obviously we can't tell you details about what we saw. We promised we wouldn't reveal the details about what we saw. Um, but we are allowed to tell you what we thought of things in general and happy to answer questions about that. The question I have the hardest, I'll just tell you in advance, the question I have the hardest time answering, even in general terms, about are like story questions like big picture story questions because we only got bits and so i can't really um i did not we, we didn't really see enough to get a sense of like oh i feel 
good about where the story's going and how you know things are being pulled together. Um, we just we you know we we didn't see enough to be able to draw any conclusions about that. So just to warn you in advance, uh, big picture questions about the story, I'm not going to be able to. We're not going to be able to sort of help with. But there were some things you know that we were. Um, uh, that we were able to do. Um, yeah, Meow, you're right that often the NDAs prevent people from even saying that they saw anything. But I mean, this is clearly the this is clearly the strategy. Point. They they yeah. want us to talk about it. Um, so it is it is an unusual kind of NDA, right? It's it's uh, uh, it's an NDA where um, they 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 you know they they do want us to be careful not to reveal too many things. There are some things that they're trying to uh, to not reveal. Um, but at the same time, they are encouraging us to talk about it at the same time. So it's uh, in some ways kind of a fine line to walk and we're trying to yeah. be we're trying to be respectful. Um, actually, I should probably play our video before I talk yeah, anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, we talk, like, about, we talk about NDAs and that. So let's do that yeah. and then we'll keep. So the, the video I'm going to show you right now, this is, and I apologize in advance, it's really low res. We just kind of quick recorded it on zoom on a laptop in the hotel room. And, uh, uh, so, um, it was, um, uh, it's low quality, but we wanted to record something right away to give, uh, even though we didn't have high tech equipment with us on the spot, unlike the TikTokers uh, and, you know, the nerd of the ranks. Uh, but anyway, um, I just, so, so I'm going to show, we're going to show you cause we wanted to show, this was recorded like half an hour after we got out from the meet. Oh wait, hang on. I didn't even finish saying what happened. Okay, so sneak preview. We saw the sneak preview. Then the they brought the showrunners forward, and we got to hear from the showrunners. And this was like, whoo, by far biggest deal of the day. Um, we didn't need to see any footage. We could have just had that. We could have just had that, and I'd been, been happy. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be saying almost exactly the same things I'm saying uh, uh, now. Yeah. Um, so they, you know talked, you know, had a, a very sort of spontaneous back and forth. Um, and then we got to ask a whole bunch of questions and they were responding to us. And then after that, we got to meet with them in the hall. We then we all kind of went out into the lobby and got to meet with them uh, in small groups and ask individual questions and have a, a, a much freer thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And for a long time, like, I mean, it I was. asked multiple questions to both of them and had time to wander around. And, you know, it was it was a lot of time. Yeah, it was, it was, um, yeah, I mean, it was like, I, don't, I didn't even know how much, what, what, I mean, it was, was it like an hour it, almost that we had At in least, the lobby I with think them? it was more. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. it was, it was a substantial amount of time we got to talk with them. So anyway, right after all that was done, Maggie and I went up to a hotel room and recorded this so that we could kind of record our impressions on the spot. So, um, here's, um, uh, here's, here's our thoughts again, apologize. It's kind of a low res video but it's just the two of us sitting on a couch so it's the visuals aren't really the important so you can enjoy thing. the immediate just you can enjoy the immediate carefully. and then we'll we'll kind of comment on it and we'd be happy to try to answer you know whatever questions we have if they you know we're happy to address stuff uh that we can again obviously we're not going to tell details but uh but we can talk about stuff so here we go okay so for posterity we're doing this Corey and I are in the same city because a thing just happened. That's right. Thing just happened. What happened, Corey? So we're here in London. Uh, uh, we were invited to uh, an event by the Amazon Prime people uh, to do a sneak peek of the show uh, and to get to meet the, sh the showrunners, which was by far my favorite part. Pretty fantastic. Yeah. Except we can go over the rough structure of the two days, can't we? 
I think so. <laughs> of course, needless to say, we had to, you know, sign a thing saying that we wouldn't, there's a bunch of things we're not supposed to talk about and all that kind of thing, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, even that, I feel like we should say something about people. We're like, we're just going to do a quick little thing. Right. But like, there's this coyness about like what you're allowed to share. And right. I feel like a lot of the times it's just very like, mm-hmm, you know, I know something <laughs> you don't know. And, and I have to say, it doesn't feel that way with this. Right. It feels right. more like curated and I respect yeah. curated. It, they're right. just careful about what's coming out. And they have a, they have a sequence in which they want to release things. And that's, mm-hmm. I can respect that too. Yeah. It's part of their own creative process. And mm-hmm. you wouldn't want somebody to read a draft of your final essay for your, penultimate senior project in college you know like they want somebody to kind of take a minute so yeah so we were invited here um to see some sites around oxford and to experience what tolkien you know his life um and then to meet with showrunners and and see some footage and have a q a today and people who are here it's not just us right i mean it's been folks from across the internet we've been hanging out with uh you know folks from we you know Nerd of the Rings, uh, Francie Pony, Pony guys, Tolkien Society, uh, uh, folks from internationally, the guys from Tolkien Talk down in Brazil, yeah. uh, people from uh, Spain and uh, Germany, all over the place. So, and I'd say my my happiest part of that is what a lovely little community this has been in such a short amount of time. Yes, you know, different fandoms have different vibes, and this one just feels very like sharing. Yes. Uh, that's probably yeah. the word I would put on it most. Everyone's quite happy for everyone else to have information. There's not that like egotistical, I oh, know yeah. more than you do, you yeah. know, that well, you really find cool. in a lot of fandoms. So yeah. that that gathering has been lovely, but also incredibly yeah. unique. Yeah. Like when do you get yeah. the top hitters of every single fan site in the same location? Yeah. And different media too, you know, mm-hmm. from like, TikTok. you know, TikTok. Uh, and we, we got to get to actually meet, uh, New Meta, do better. Who was yeah, yeah. Uh, fantastic. Willie Jenkins, who was on our show a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, that, he was great. I got to meet uh, you know Don and Emily, two other TikTokers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's been great. It's been great. And we, loads of people that will be on in weeks to come. Yeah, yeah, people we plan to have as future guests. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, no, that's been uh, it's been really wonderful to to get to to meet them and hang out. We can kind of all sort of having this experience together, uh, and that's been been really fun though it makes me feel old <laughs> you are amongst the, the longer yes every we, there was a bit yesterday where they had us kind of say what our favorite part of the day was and there was more than one person that said i remember being 13 years old and <laughs> exactly. listening to the tolkien professor yeah but that was also so beautiful because the end of that sentence was and now i'm sitting in a pub that tolkien went to having a beer with you you yeah. know like it was it's, such a beautiful moment as you say it's a really fun community uh and you know it's it's neat because on the one hand you might think you get together a bunch of like the top you know content creators on different anything might think there would be like you know competition or you know jockeying for place or uh one-upsmanship or that kind of thing there's really been none of that at all there was definitely some high level conversation like you you could tell you (laughs) were all like so glad to be around like-minded people where you could deep dive real fast without giving context and that was fun to listen to but absolutely and it, it was fun to get wrapped up in all of the activity but i also had this like you know, adaptation industry fan management thing going on in the back of my mind. And I just kept pulling Amazon people aside and saying, this is beautifully done. Yeah. Like, yes, it's a PR activity. Yes, we understand that Amazon is sponsoring this, but they're doing it really well. And mm-hmm. I don't just 
mean schmoozy. I mean respecting the knowledge in the room. Yes. The longevity of the community, uh, the knowledge that everybody has, and the knowledge that the showrunners brought into the room. I think was was my favorite moment. Oh man! So we should probably mention that. Yeah, yeah. No, and I just quickly though to add on to that, um, I did feel very much that they um, again, you know, there's this sort of attitude in you know out there right that you know amazon is like wanting to like control all right. of these things they seemed really genuinely interested to listen and to hear from mm. us and to know what we thought and what we were what questions we had and what concerns we had and what we'd been hearing um that i was uh, that's what that's one of the things i think that impressed me most yeah. about uh, you know getting to getting to meet some of the of course we've been mostly spending time with the folks in the pr department you yeah. know people who are doing promotions but again they were very interested but as you say, let's talk about meeting the showrunners, the showrunners, which was amazing. Which we've talked about before. I mean, my preconception was these big Hollywood types that I don't know personally, so I was optimistic but completely uninformed. And right. I would say within four minutes of their conversation, you could feel the sigh of relief yeah. in the room. Oh my goodness! They I could mean, match. Absolutely. They could match knowledge with anybody in that room. Anybody in that room. I mean, it was the not only the genuineness of their passion but the depth of their knowledge yeah. it was uh, i have the uttermost respect for those guys now and uh, and, I, and i just the thing that i would say to anybody is like if you are worried about the show if you're if you're if you're afraid that this show is going to be like doing damage to Tolkien, that they're just, you know, going to be taking a dragging the name of Tolkien through the dirt, you know, that this is just some kind man, like, if you just listen, when you, someday you'll get a chance, they'll be doing interviews and stuff, someday you'll get a chance to hear these guys talking, when you do, like, I defy anybody to listen to these guys talk for more than two minutes and not feel like these are our people. You know, this is, this is... Yeah, that's the way I would say it. Like, these are our people. Like, that doesn't mean you're going to love the show. Like, right. you're, you're still totally allowed to have whatever opinion you have because every adaptation falls differently sure. on whatever audience. But just the assurance I had of, like, these guys know their stuff. Absolutely. And, and I don't just mean read the cliff notes before walking <laughs> in. Uh-oh. A little glitch here. What was said, but they, there, there were some, some testing questions. There were some hardcore quotations yeah. they were popping out with. And uh, references to letters. I mean, and, they knew yeah, numbers. Letters they and knew. very obscure yeah. Uh, notes. Yeah, they, they, they absolutely know their stuff. And again, they it's very clear that um, they it's are absolutely group. text first. I yeah. mean, I, I, I couldn't feel more confident now in saying how certain again i don't know how it's going to turn out it may be who knows maybe the show will fail of achieving the vision that they're trying to capture sure. but i am i i 100 believe after hearing from them that the vision that they have is utterly grounded in the text and uh just based on a real passion for the text that was so inspiring to see i mean it was really funny you talked about the room you could feel it. Yeah. <clears throat> like within the first five minutes when the showrunner started talking, everybody in the room was just like, oh. it was like there were like tears <laughs> yeah. and laughter and people were so relieved. It was like, it was just it was like uh it was just such an unbelievable it, it, again I said 
someday the day will come later it is not to this day when uh, i can tell you day. more about exactly <laughs> the things that they said but there were so many times when the answers to questions they asked were so far beyond my wildest expectations yes. again not saying again this is not say anything about the quality of the show this is just to say they did their research that they knew what they were talking about that their hearts are in the right place that their sense of Tolkien and Tolkien's importance and the uh, the you know I, I I hear and have total I have heard and totally understood the uh concern mm -hmm. that people have had about like do they get Tolkien yeah. are they gonna are they gonna you know mess it up do they understand the themes of Tolkien and I can just say like again I don't know how the show is gonna come out but man do they get it yes Which they is, get it. and that's of course the biggest fear because this is something yeah. we care about and you have creative control over it so if you muck this up I'm gonna be real <laughs> peeved yeah and I, again you could I can hear the naysayers being like but this is a PR stunt they're clearly just kind of schmoozing and saying what they're supposed to say Sure, you could say that. You could say that these guys have gotten their PR directive and are playing nice and making sure that they're interested in asking us a lot of questions and being really kind. You cannot train that level of you knowledge into somebody. No, I've, spent, the, I, I've spent 15 years yeah. talking to Tolkien fans. You cannot fake what those guys have. And the way they were talking about industry as well, I mean, the way they yeah. were talking about how they had to pitch themselves to be showrunners, it was a yeah. six-month audition, and there was everything on the table. So they talked about all the other things that Amazon was considering and all the other ideas and all the other people at the table that were, were basically pitching Amazon saying, here's what we should do. And here they were saying, here's our idea. And they yeah. deep dove into this gap in Tolkien lore mm -hmm. and proposed a believable, based on a nugget of truth, yeah. way that you could explain that gap. Yeah. And yeah. it made sense. So like yeah. the work that they had to put in to get the job mm -hmm. and then to deliver. Yeah. 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 It was, it was very reassuring. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it was, uh, and again, everybody, I mean, everyone I talked to, I talked to, you know, almost everybody, all the other, you know, content folks afterwards. And uh, everybody had exactly the same reaction. It's funny because we had just been shown a sneak peek of the show, right? And we we're all really looking forward to that. No and afterwards, nobody was no talking one's about talking it. About no one's talking about it. Everyone's yeah. talking about meeting the, meeting the people, right? Because and that's the real concern. Like, yeah. I think everybody's going to interpret the show how they interpret the show. And you either yeah. like it or you don't. You would yeah. engage with those characters in that story or you don't. But the core of our concern was, do they care? Right. Are they one of us? Yeah. And I think everyone feels better. Yeah. And I will say, by the way, for the record, I liked it. Like what I saw, I liked. Like yeah. it, we can't talk too much you know, details about it, but um, I, I was, I was, I, it's, it's, it's going to be spectacular. Uh, it's really going to be spectacular. I was, I was, I was impressed. We'll see. You know, there were so many questions. I mean, there so oh, there's many so questions. many things, but, like, uh, but uh, the takeaway know. is. Huh, and just pretty, yeah, you know, yeah, the, the exactly. visuals pretty, yeah, pretty, and uh, but yeah, the biggest, the biggest news, and again, this is just this is this is the message. This is the news. Is just don't worry. Like it's you know maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't like it, but I am completely confident that this project is in excellent hands from a Tolkien yeah. fan perspective. And if you had asked me yesterday, I would have said. Well, yeah, this is a great PR exercise, and they're doing so well. Like, I'm, hey. I'm so impressed in the fan management, fan engagement side of things of how they've put this together and what freedom they've given us creatively and all of that stuff. But it was today that oh, I was yeah. like, oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just upped the bar because those two people 
yeah are the people that need to be in charge of this absolutely absolutely yeah yeah it's really um and again i know it's hard to kind of and i i was in the i'd never heard of these guys before i knew nothing about them and so i was in the same place that everybody else is of just like hearing okay they hired these two people almost nobody's ever heard of and what reason do we possibly have to think that you know we should uh, trust them with we this. should trust them yeah exactly that and uh, you know i know that uh, you know, there was this process back in the days of the Peter Jackson film of kind of discovering Peter Jackson's own passion and the passion of other people like Philip Boyens and the other people involved in the project. And then, of course, you saw that in the uh, appendices and everything, right, of the, of, of the DVDs and stuff. So, um, you know, there was this kind of process of coming to respect mm -hmm. and trust. Yeah. There, even again, even though there might be things you don't like, there might be things you disagree right. with, but yet everybody knew even people who didn't like the films knew that the films were in the hands of people who were really doing their best to honor tolkien and, and how to revolutionary was that you know i mean the yeah. fact that they shared their process with us back then so i'm also comforted that these guys i don't know if they've learned or it's just natural to their own life because they were so influenced by the jackson films. so yeah. they were talking about you know that really piqued their interest as well as filmmakers young filmmakers at the time but sharing their process and that is something i hope comes out soon because obviously amazon has been very tight with yeah. what they're sharing information wise but once they start sharing it's going to be so reassuring. Yes. I wish they had started sharing already because it would have stopped a lot of the concern that right. I think our community has had. Exactly, yeah. which has been very understandable concern. But again, uh, you know, I know I can't say anything to prove it to you <laughs> other than just trust me. <laughs> like these guys, know, you know, they know their stuff and they love it as much as you do. And again, you might, you know, you might not always agree with them. Who knows? Yeah. You know, who knows what we'll think. But also see we'll, we'll be able to, you know, so yeah. like, that's the other fun thing. Like once we're allowed to start sharing more, like we now have this, this font of knowledge yeah. that we can then pull in a clip that they have released and be like, okay guys, here's what we can tell you about it. And, <laughs> right. and won't that be right. fun that they shared so much with us and shared so openly with us. So yeah. it has, yeah. it's very exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. So I'm, uh, I, I am, I have a new confidence going forward. I will confess, I will confess that I have had this seed of doubt, doubt, not, be, not grounded on anything, mm. but, because of the absence of yeah. information, you know, that uh, there's been a part of me, as I've been saying, and I've been saying without hesitation, let's give it the benefit of the doubt, let's not prejudge, you know, let's see, it, it may, you know, your fears may not be uh, well founded, but I cannot deny that there has been that inner part of me that has said, what if they are? Right, well but there's this like, but self preservation. I have to keep you here right. because I'm also a little bit scared. Exactly. I have, right. I've just felt totally removed from it. I haven't felt the need to engage because there's nothing to engage with yet. And right. now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, we're on the same team. Like, yeah. I hope this is good. Because, I hope this is good too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I get, everything I've seen suggests that it is going to be very good. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we'll we'll judge the final product by yeah. the by the final product. But um, but yes, yeah, that that doubt, that concern, you know, that like, um, that I would be saying, you know, oh, no, no, like, don't just jump to the conclusion that it's a soulless, you know, corporate production and give the benefit of the doubt. And then like, 
is it going to actually turn out to be a soulless corporate? Right, right. Please <laughs> you know, know. Uh, exactly. Please know, yeah. right? That's been kind of the, you know, deep at the root of it. But, but the uh, thing we kept saying was there's humans behind this. And now yes. we've gotten to know the now humans a little bit the more. Humans. Yeah. And exactly. the humans had to work so hard to get this done and have given four and a half years of their life to this already and are so imbued in oh my the lore. And uh, yes, just so passionate, passionate. about Tolkien. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's not just about their story, not just about the, which they are, which is great. Do you want them to be mm -hmm. passionate about the story that they're telling in the movie that they're, you know, the, the, the you know, the films they're making, but, um, but genuinely passionate about Tolkien and, and they get it. I mean, like yeah. they get it, they get Tolkien um, in lots of ways, which as they say, you can't, yeah. you can't fake. So again, it's, it, I know it is easy to be like, well, like, we came away thinking just what they wanted us to think, right? Which is true, but at the same time, like it, you can't fake that. Yeah, I love, <laughs> like, that's can't. that's the line I'm just gonna keep coming back to. Like, yeah, these two days were like super Amazon curated, you know? Right. Like it was schmoozy. We can all take a step back and understand that, but you right. cannot fake the yeah. hours that we had this afternoon with that. And yeah. like, you could scrap the rest of of this trip, and yes. if we just had that takeaway, we'd be like, awesome, you know? Yeah. And again, once I am so excited for when the time comes you know in the process right when they're able to do interviews mm -hmm. and they're uh and people are you guys are able to hear from them um you are going to love what you hear from them uh, uh trust me you're gonna love that i hope they just let them go because that's what they did today yeah. oh and, my goodness and there was no reeling in from anybody else they just let them go and they just talked and it was great because <laughs> it, it was, was like fantastic. all of us gathering around a table and nobody could talk fast enough like it was just so much information oh my goodness yeah but, yeah, yeah it was an insane chance of really them in. it was great i was literally <laughs> i was literally i found myself literally on the edge of my seat yeah. like I didn't there was even... one point i thought you were crying <laughs> i'm just saying i did tear up a little bit i did tear up a little bit there is uh and it was yes. not at something that you would think it was you know it was quite a, a geeky academic well okay some people watching this would think would think are true, true our community knows you i bet you guys but, could guess yeah actually. it was it was great so in terms of like i can take a step back and look at it analytically and say what a great fan management exercise but in the same breath, it's like, but you can't fake that. Yeah, you can't. You, like, this is not a, a media press pack. This right. is true right. passion and knowledge. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Until next time. That's <laughs> okay. I'm just realizing now, like, how much we repeated ourselves. And it's like, yeah, well, it's okay. that was pure enthusiasm, people. Yeah, pure enthusiasm. <laughs> exactly. That's why that was, that, was, that was in the moment. That was in the moment. Um, let me address a couple of questions that came up during while that video was running um first <laughs> i want i want to talk about the corporate shill thing because there's an angle on this by the way that nobody else has thought of like everyone's taking for granted which if you think about it is ridiculous and that people are saying like oh i trust that like like and i and, and i'm flattered by the people who say who say that uh you know, they believe that I wouldn't lie, uh, you know, that I wouldn't that I wouldn't accept money to lie about something, which is true. I wouldn't accept money to lie about something. But here's the other thing. I suck at lying. I could never pull it off. Like, seriously, if 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 people tried and, 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 and that group of people. Right. There is no way that you could no. pull together a group of like 30 people like that, none of whom are professional actors. Yeah, you know? and who their entire <laughs> job is based on their own opinions being shared honestly. Like, right, and being able them... to just like share yeah. spontaneously with your community. Like, 
it's not it could it wouldn't happen it can't happen yeah. i mean I, i'm trying to think like if uh if somebody were to try if they were if somebody were to offer a large sum of money to be like we want you to promote something that you i mean this is honestly this is one of the reasons why there are several reasons this is one of the reasons why i've never taken ads on my podcast like yeah. i couldn't i don't think i could even force myself to be like and now i want to tell you about this awesome product <laughs> that like i don't even like like i i i, I could not do it i don't think i mean i just I suck. I mean, ask my wife. I suck at like, you know, like faking feelings that I don't have or putting on it, putting on that kind of a show. Like um, what I what I do, what I've always done, you know, what's what always my my broadcasting has always been about has been like uh, sharing spontaneous enthusiasm. Right. And when I try to fake it, when I try to wump up enthusiasm for something I don't have, and especially if I were to try to fake something that I'm not enthusiastic about at all or that I dislike, but I'm trying to pretend I like it. Oh, man. Like, let me just tell you how easy it would be for any of you, even people who don't know me would smell it. Those of you who know me well would see it a mile away. I couldn't possibly do it. So it just like so even apart from the fact that it would be a ridiculous plan of theirs to even attempt to do that and I wouldn't do that. It wouldn't work <laughs> even if those two things weren't true. It's just a, a crazy ridiculous thing. And one of the things I did love about the I mean yes well, there's a lot of chat here about NDAs and things like that. So obviously there's things we can't say but this is they want us to share reactions and thoughts and stuff. But like they also weren't censoring in any way. They never right. asked us to be kind. They just said, right. please share your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, we, like, several of us were at several points explicitly told, like, if you think it's crap, you can say yeah. it's crap. Like you're not obligated to not say it's crap. Which is um, such a brave mood move yeah. from, from them to get all of us together. And it could have backfired so hard. I saw somebody earlier in the chat saying, um, how brave or bold it, it must have been to have those showrunners up. And I was like, oh, no, they knew what they had. Like, yeah. those guys can hang. Those guys could match. Yeah. So they, they were not they had no fear about putting those guys no. in front of us. They were um, just excited. I mean, if if that yeah. was the, the mood that I would have to put on it, I would say they were as enthusiastic and excited as we were to be in that room because everyone geeked out as fast and as hard as they could. Yeah. And it was just so much chatter. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, exactly. So that's just one. I, I, I just wanted to acknowledge that people often forget this. This, by the way, is the same reason that I disbelieve most government conspiracy theories, not because I think the government wouldn't do it, but because I don't believe them sufficiently competent uh, to pull off most of the things that people suspect them of doing. Um, and very much <laughs> that applies here. Just saying. Um, another question that I saw come up that I um, uh, that I wanted to try to answer, um, because I think I can answer it in general terms, was asking me what kinds of questions did I ask, right? Um, and I had decided, I thought about this a, you know, a bit before we met them, like, okay, so what am I going to ask? Um, and in general terms, I decided... Of course, the immediate temptation is to try to dig for information, like to answers to the questions that I have about how things are going to be handled or or what's going on. Um, by the way, you'll be amused to know that, uh, you know, you guys who have been watching this show will remember our conversation with New Better Do Better and our conversation about Gilgalad and uh, his so parentage. He totally asked the showrunners that question. He raised his hand and he's like, okay, Gilgalad. <laughs> I looked over at him and I was like, yeah, ask the Gilgalad question. It was awesome. Um, um, but I didn't, 
I, I decided I wasn't going to fish for information like that, mostly because I was pretty sure they weren't going to answer very specific questions like that, you know, that they weren't going to give us whole bunches of spoilers. Um, and they generally didn't. They actually were a little bit more forthcoming than I expected them to be, but they um, they still they, they didn't give us a whole lot of spoilery answers to questions like that. Um, but I decided I am. We're not allowed to tell you, Phil, exactly what they answered. Um, but anyway, what I decided when I went into it and was thinking about my own questioning was um, I was I decided the very first thing I wanted to try to assess was their own feeling for Tolkien, their own enthusiasm for Tolkien. Like, do they know and love Tolkien? was my first, the first question, general question they wanted answered. So I was preparing to kind of ask them some general questions to try to fish for that. And it turns out I never did because I could see it within 60 seconds of them opening their mouths and I didn't have to ask the question. By the time it came to q and I didn't have that question anymore. Um, the second thing I wanted, so my first thing I wanted to know was, do they know Tolkien? Do they, do, do they love Tolkien? Does this really matter to them? The second thing that I wanted to know was, do they get Tolkien? Which is not the same thing. Right. Because you can be enthusiastic, but also clueless and kind of missing the point. And if they were missing the point in sort of alarming ways, um, then that would have been disquieting. Right. That like, you know, we could be heading for some kind of some kind of disaster. Um, I and I I felt really good. I felt really good about that. Um, I will uh, I will tell you again, I can't tell you the details of their answer. But I will tell you the question, and I will tell you how satisfied I was with their answer. That's the best I can do. Um, the question was, and I think it was Alan Sisto who asked the question, um, talk about the themes. What are some of the themes uh, that you know are going to be really important in the show? Um, and the answers that they gave, first of all, they couched it completely in like, we went to the text and we were looking at what are some of the, the you know the major and most important themes in Tolkien's work and how can we bring those out over the course of our story, um, and then they went through and listed boom 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 four or five different themes and I was just like, uh, I tearing up listening I to them. I think we would have been hard pressed to be as eloquent as they were as oh, well. My it, goodness, so it was... thoughtful and and cut you to the core answers that by the yeah. end we were like great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the, even the, uh, I mean, there was one in the context of that answer, uh, uh, you know, Patrick McKay dropped like what his favorite passage of the Lord of the Rings was. And I'm just like, okay, Verbatim. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you have me, <laughs> you have me. Um, anyway, so I, I, that, that was their answer to that question was one of the answers that was just, again, like, beyond my wildest dreams what I hope to hear from them like I had you know I had um you know I, you know this is it with those questions do they know and love Tolkien do they get and really understand Tolkien um you know I had a a kind of a variety of possible outcomes in my mind you know there was like uh you know alarm uh concern uncertainty uh and then you know um uh, optimism, confidence. And I was just like, I was, I was way, I'm like, this is, um, yeah. as good as I could have asked. I mean, I, 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 it was, it was, it was fantastic. It was just, I mean, so I, I felt so that was that probably of all things that, that answer to that question was probably for me the most reassuring moment, because again, you can know, it was awesome to know that they knew the texts backward and forward. Um, 
And again, I don't think it's transgressing our NDA to tell you general things like they quoted from Tolkien's letters from memory, um, alluded to others, which I couldn't quote from memory myself. Like, um, And these were not just like the famous letters, but some obscure ones. There was a moment when one of them, in the course of answering a question, quoted one of Christopher's footnotes to like volume 11 yeah. of the history of Middle-earth. Um, they know their stuff. They know their stuff really, really well. Um, but again, you can know it and not like get it, not, like not have a really good sort of sensibility of it, you know, um, but they did. They did. Um, yeah, exactly. As Will says, uh, uh, Will from the uh, that Varking podcast, uh, the dwarf guy, um, uh, Will was there too. And he said, like, they finished sentences. Like, we would start something and they, they would finish our sentence for us. They, uh, again, they were... Um, and they were again, definitely... Yeah. And there were definitely two or three points where, like, you could tell the person asking the question was judging the knowledge of, yeah. and and they they rose to the occasion and yeah. and didn't need to play that game. You know, really quickly, it was like we know our stuff; it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think all most of my questions were all about creativity and and freedom and things like that because we are talking about you know an Amazon adaptation, and there is that kind of idea in everybody's mind that this conglomerate is you know going to dictate this and all that and we we do sometimes forget that there's humans in charge of this and these humans we have now spoken to and feel obviously very comfortable with and, and competent um about their knowledge of, of what they're working with and the process they had to go through to get this was one of the clearest things for me of how badly they want this because yeah. six months of of pushing their idea and having certain people at the table that are obviously high flyers in Amazon, but also in other realms of Tolkien and all the different people that they had to not impress, but work with, um, convince, yeah. you know, whatever it was. Yeah. So like the hard work was done. They then talked about how much freedom they had. So they did the hard work to get that post. And then once they got it, it was very hands off and their creativity was their own and, and how freeing that was to not be under, you know, like a, a 90 minute studio film. It has to be done in this amount of time. It was, was much more open than that which was yeah. very refreshing to hear yeah brogner was just asking how old are the showrunners younger than me is the answer i think the thing is me when they were talking about being in uni and the films coming out I was yeah like, there, there were some there were some they were talking about their lives and experiences and i was like yeah i put them at five to ten years younger than me yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think they're about my age <laughs> yep yep um yeah um oh man it was uh so there was there was something else I was just gonna okay hang on let's um uh, let's oh it's uh, Emily is asking uh, on YouTube um, did they listen to the Tolkien professor as teenagers uh, one of them was a listener um, I had that was that was a, uh, that was a really fun moment for me it was uh, uh, Patrick McKay um, there were two little stories that I think I can tell because um, they weren't about the content or anything um, in the lobby afterwards. Uh, you know, we we're kind of standing in a circle, kind of two circles around, you know, the two of them, uh, you know, in kind of a ring of people asking questions and stuff. And uh, there was, I, you know, I kind of was approaching uh, the people who were talking to Patrick at the moment. And um, I, uh, you know, but there was a space right next to him. So I kind of stood, you know, right at his right hand uh, uh, where there was a little spot. Um, and after a while, I was asking a question and then I paused in the middle of my question. I'm like, oh, hang on. I didn't, I, you know, I'm like, sorry, I'm, and I, I started to introduce myself and he interrupted me and said, I know who you are. 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. And then uh, the other story was I was talking to another person who I can't tell you who it is. But anyway, I was t- talking to another person involved in the production who told me a story that at one point um, on set, uh, they were talking about Balrogs. Uh, and the issue of Balrog wings came up. Uh, and she was telling me that she and Patrick uh, were both saying that like, well... We know what the Tolkien professor would say about this. <laughs> so they were they were joking about Balrog wings in connection with my podcast. So, um, uh, so uh, uh, so we'll That's see. That's the kind of dedication we want to see. That's it. That's <laughs> it. People who had done their homework. So that was funny. Um, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot since we left too. Of like what should have been done differently, like purely in a management side. If I was in charge of this, and the only thing I could come up with was we should have had a, a full episode. Because we just had clips, which we're not going to talk it about. Have been able to, it, it would have been nice to get a sense of how the story goes. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel like we keep talking about the showrunners because that's what the importance of that session was. It was like, we need to match minds and yeah. have confidence and yeah. optimism. The actual oh, hey, footage. Matt from Nerd yeah. of the Rings is here. Hi, Matt. <laughs> hey, hi, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but the actual footage, you know, pretty but there's not yeah. much to discuss yet. Like, yeah, yeah we could pick yeah. it apart scene by scene, moment by moment, but like, that's not what we're here for and we can't yet anyway. But like, we didn't have a full episode and it's a shame we didn't have that because I feel like that would give us more to yeah. Yeah. move into. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was their impetus to start. I think it was yeah. more like this, this crowd, this room needs to just have the confidence and the optimism and we got it. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I it's it seems so strange, and I never would have guessed this necessarily, but I totally could like I I'd, I'd feel exactly the same way if I had not seen a frame of extra footage. Yeah, um, I, I would I would uh, I don't think I mean I liked it. I was glad to see it. I was very interested in many of the things that I saw. Um, but I would, my, I would, I would be singing the same tune <laughs> about this show uh, if I hadn't seen it as I am now. Um, so um, yeah, the footage wouldn't have swayed us one way or the other. It was just nice to see, but yeah. the rest of it was necessary. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, and yeah, it's it's been reported. I don't think it's a secret. It was about <laughs> twenty minutes uh, of total uh, footage that we saw. Um, it wasn't just like totally disjointed. I mean, we saw several whole scenes, so we were able to get a sense of. Um, uh, the, by the way, I, this is more your world than mine, Maggie, and I'm pretty easy to please on this level. But I thought the acting was really good. Yeah, again, we did have a ton to work off of, but nothing struck me as acting. It felt very natural. So yeah, yeah I thought yeah. all of it was good. And I love that it's, I mean, it, this isn't an overshare either because we can all see the cast list. There's no giant names on there. It's all fresh faces and a lot of like stage experience and, and things like that, which I feel like brings a lot of subtlety to a performance and loss, also a lot of like gravitas and, and yeah. a really nice thing to see in, in something like this. So yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. And can I just say, I've heard some, I, I, I often hear some people complain about, like there's some people who haven't liked the images, the still images or the trailer footage we've seen of young Elrond, right? I'm ready to fight. I love Elrond. I think that it's, so from everything that I've seen, one of my favorite characters so far, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan uh, of, uh, of their Elrond. Um, but um, yeah, praise. Great question. Did we get any of the score? Oh, Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, we did. Holy cow. Did. Really good. Really, really Beautiful. good. Um, 
uh, and uh, it's um, it's yeah. Uh, common question: um, Does it feel like Middle Earth? Yes, it did. It really did. Both the visuals and the score. Um, the score, I think, more than anything else, um, I think is likely to create that. That was something, I forget who it was, Sean uh, Marchese, maybe, mm-hmm. commented uh, on it after, right after the, the, the footage ended, um, uh, saying that it was that was one of his responses was that it seemed to create that kind of like it, it you know he felt that it did a really good job uh, this was his observation this is a citation by me uh his observation was that he felt that the music that we heard um did a great job of kind of connecting on the one hand it sort of was kind of rooted in the you know uh the score that we're used to you know the music that we're used to associating with middle earth um but it was not just a repeat you know it was not just a clone um it really kind of emerged from it anyway it was it was i whew, the music was powerful um really beautiful yeah yeah um tomas it's again it's hard to tell because we only saw bits um but is it up to jackson movie standards my initial impression is, it, yeah, I think it's possible. Um, again, hard to draw firm conclusions, but but yeah, yeah. and that's tough because we're measuring one against the other, which is it is. is always it a is. rough thing to do. But I think in terms of like expectation, so if let's let's not compare it to Jackson, but say you know Middle Earth, yeah, you know I can definitely see, feel, hear all of it from yeah. Middle Earth. Yeah, yeah, um, I definitely yeah. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely Middle Earthy. Um, now, one thing that's going to be interesting um, that I think is going to strain, uh, well, not strain, but it could be. I mean, it's that people need to be sort of prepared for, and we've already seen it. We've seen it in the trailers, right? We've seen in the trailer already that they are going to places that the Lord of the Rings films didn't go to geographically. I mean. Like they're they're gonna be in they're they are exploring white spaces on the map. We saw clips in the trailer that were clearly not geographically in the zone where all of the action in the Lord of the Rings films uh and the Lord of the Rings story itself takes place. Um and so therefore there are gonna be some places which are gonna be different, right? Which are not gonna be like what we're used to seeing in Middle because we're gonna be seeing a different part of Middle Earth than we've ever seen before. So that's really interesting you know that's really cool um and um uh i think um uh i think that that's that's people need to remember that people need to remember that when they're if you're looking for like the same look and feel um of um uh the the same look and feel as the jackson films Right. It's not going to be always the same look and feel because it's going to be a completely different place, you know, uh, than you're getting there. So you can't just go into it with that expectation. Um, but yeah, uh, Jaron Pack says that. Uh, hi, Jaron. Um, uh, John Howe just shared in an interview with Empire that he's that there's going to be elves on the um, oceans. Yeah, um, um, exactly. Uh, you know, John Howe's involved. So, again, like, is it going to feel, you know, is it going to is it going to have a, 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 a you know, a touchstone, with, right? Similar. With yeah, 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 sure, but it's not going to be identical by any means. Um, so yeah, I think that's um, uh, I think that that's a an important thing 
to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so, um, let's see, let's play a game. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Uh, let's play the let's cite worries and anxieties that people have been expressing on social media for the last few months. And then I'll tell you whether I still share them. This is, by the way, how I'm, I'm trying to, I want to give you guys as substantive an input as I can. I, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to break the rules. I, I don't, wanna, I'm trying to play right. within the rules as much as I can. Um, but I want to, um, my goal, my goal, I would love to convey as firmly as possible as I could do. If I could somehow make you guys feel as confident and happy about this as I feel, I would. So this is, this is, yeah. this is my, my, uh, my, my. Yeah. And like, this is all laying foundations. Like as soon as they start letting us reveal more detail, we'd be like, okay, remember when we talked about this, here's what we were talking about. Here's, and, yes, exactly. You know. Here's, here's some details. So yeah. So I'm not going to be, I believe that I can, cause all these things I was told I could give my impressions, right. And these are all just my impressions, right. My impressions and my feelings. Um, so I'm not going to be able to back it up with data, right. With, I'm not going to be able to make observations to support yeah. it. Uh, but I can give, but I can give those <laughs> things. Um, so, um, uh, uh, so, and feel free, by the way, please post questions and concerns that you had and I'll give my answers. Like, how do I feel about that now? Right. So, um, uh, number one, they're just trying to make a game of Thrones clone. So they're going to do to Lord of the Rings. Uh, they're going to like tur twist Lord of the Rings to make it look and feel like game of Thrones. Um, so it's going to be like you know, horrible and violent and like depressing and full of like treachery nudity and, 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 and nudity yeah. and things like that. Um, no, I don't think I convey how emphatically I am not worried about that. Um, I am and very quickly emphatic. and how quickly that was nixed. That fear for, was allayed all the right very, reasons. very quickly. Yes. In the process. I am not worried um, that they are going to try to do it in the mode and in the feel and with like the themes and atmosphere of Game of Thrones, it's not going to be that. And again, that's been a fear, right? That like basically Game of Thrones has kind of set the bar, right? That other streaming services are trying to imitate, right? They're trying to find the next Game of Thrones. And so there has been concern, which is not an illogical concern, or it's not an irrational concern, that they're going to try to lean so much into the, we're trying to capture the Game of Thrones audience, that they're, um, you know, going to not do something which is in its heart and spirit true to Tolkien and instead do it in the Game of Thrones spirit, which whatever you think of Game of Thrones is, you have to acknowledge, is very different from the spirit of Tolkien's works. Um, not worried about that. Not worried about that at all. Um, that it's going to have uh, lots of nudity and sex scenes. Not worried. Not worried about that at all. Um, not worried about that at all. Um, uh, yes, so JJ, exactly. When they say the next Game of Thrones, they're talking about popularity, epic yeah. scope, they're there. I, I, I am 100% confident. They are not talking. Like, you're, you're referring to quotes that have been brought out before yeah. about and how, epic you know. scope is the one I would focus on. Like I, I think yeah. of that very much as a, a media artifact. This is what we want to create. We want the next game of Thrones in terms of like, this blew everybody's mind and it got people into fantasy that were never into fantasy. So that's the kind of thing that I think this would draw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do, do I get a sense of how well they're handling the languages, even just pronouncing names correctly? Very well. Very, Very well. well. Very well. Um, uh, 
I will say I certainly do not know. I'll be stronger than that. I know for a fact that you can be confident that they will that that will be at least as good here as it was in the Peter Jackson films. Um, I think that's the asterisk here. will say more soon. Asterisk. will tell you more later, but feel very confident. I can see you biting your tongue. Like, (laughs) yes, I'm trying to be careful. I'm trying to, I want to follow the rules. I'm not trying to be a rebel here. Um, um, And again, honestly, actually kind of footnote to me wanting to follow the rules. I'm wanting to follow the rules, not because I was forced or because I was bribed, um, but because, again, it's one of the, for me, it was one of the really positive effects. I also enjoyed um, spending time with the Amazon people, like a bunch of the Amazon marketing people were there with us, like touring Oxford. And I had, you know, one of the Amazon people in my punt when we were punting on the river. It was good to get to know them and to just kind of it was able to kind of come a little bit more into sympathy with what they're trying to do and how they're yeah. trying to achieve things. I mean, I, I, um, I have no objections to like, I would like to see their marketing <laughs> campaign succeed, uh, for this show. So, uh, anyway, um, just a little, and uh, I got com- the feeling like with, with most things, you kind of get the feeling that you're getting a line and I guess yes. I'd, I'd still be very curious to see what their conversations were around the boardroom table before they had this event with us. But I don't feel like it would be all that different from the conversation we had with them because none of them are actors either, you know, yeah. and I didn't get the feeling that any of them were touting out lines to us or they were told that they couldn't talk about anything with us. It it felt like humans hanging out and having a good, nice day, you know, and the more yeah. I keep, I don't want to be a broken record about it, but the more I keep thinking about it, it did just feel like a curation. Like we yeah. just want to be careful about when we release things because, right. you know, and that was not done that. yet. I can respect that. I mean, I have yeah. no problem with the, the, again, we, we are, I mean, and I do, I want to be explicit, not just about our, our not being shills or whatever. I want to be explicit about like the agreement that we had. I actually, I actually asked their permission to talk about the NDA itself. Right. You know, just like, it's that I, because you guys know that we had to sign it. I mean, that's not a secret. Yeah. Right. And, um, but I just, I mean, I just want to say, like, I am not under any restrictions that make me in any way uncomfortable. Like, it's everything that they've asked us has been completely reasonable. Uh, and I have felt it's been in goodwill and in a good spirit. And I've been totally comfortable um, with that whole thing all the way through. Um, I still think they should have released more earlier. Yeah. Because there was yeah. way too long for unknown speculation based on us having nothing. Whereas all of a sudden we're all like, oh, this is fine. If they had done this, you know, eight months ago, it'd be very different creative space we're all in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, other, other questions I had. Um <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at, laughing at this one from JJ. How badly yeah. have you been haunted by Christopher Tolkien's ghost for daring to say anything positive? Not um, that. Not I that think haunted. If uh, Christopher Tolkien's ghost is haunting anyone, I'm pretty far down his list. I think uh, is, 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 is a, so. Maybe I'm just lucky so far. Maybe it will still come. Um, but um, uh, anyway, um, okay. Let's see. Um, other other uh, see other uh, doubts or fears that I've heard uh, and that I can say what I think about now. Um, oh, someone was asking about um, um, yeah the fear of uh, praise, the fear of CG uh, uh, CG being abused um, 
you know, in, uh, instantly, you know, uh, instead of practical effects. Not very concerned. Um, not very concerned. Fairly, this is one of the things that I can't, we can't talk about, but we did um, hear from somebody who was talking about the physical effects and sets. And I'm, was really, uh, one of the things that you hear fans of the Peter Jackson films say all the time, right? I mean, like, come on, how many of you here watched all of the appendices, appendices documentaries of the Peter Jackson films, like over and over, right? Um, and how many of you have had the, your love and respect for those films informed by that sense of loving attention to detail, you know, in all of the set building and prop building and costuming and everything else like that, right? Um, I do not have the impression that that has been less here. Yeah. Um, I think that that um, when that stuff is revealed, um, and I'm hoping, I don't have any information on whether there's going to be a similar kind of documentary set about the making of this show. Um, but I sure hope there will be. Um, and if they're not planning to, I'm preparing to advocate for it pretty strongly <laughs> that they that they think about doing it. Um, I hope that there will. Um, and I believe that when there is, that people will be really pleased uh, by yeah what i think if there. if there was it would only be to their credit you know and and exactly like you said so many of us found a deeper and longer lasting love with the jackson trilogy because of all those documentaries and we could see their passion we could see ourselves in their passion mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. aligning ourselves with them which i think is is very much what these showrunners have the power to do that they are showing that they are part of our community already now everybody needs to see that and mm -hmm. and once they are able to start sharing that with us, yeah, 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 it'll be yeah. very powerful. Um, yes, yes. Okay, uh, let's let's try to um, I'm gonna try to address the rights question. Um, here's um, here's what I think I can say about the rights question, and honestly. For me personally, nothing else other than these two things needs to be said. Thing number one, they have said, like the Amazon people in general, have said again and again that the rights that they have cover the Lord of the Rings plus the appendices and the Hobbit. That's been publicly said on many occasions, and no one has wavered from that. It is also known, and I have heard it confirmed, that they have been working with representatives the high up intimate representatives of the Tolkien estate throughout the process. Um, that's all I need to know. Those two things are all I need to know. Right. Um, uh, when they say they now I get, we've said, look, we've talked about this before. You guys have heard me talk about this lots. And, and m most of you know, Tolkien's works well enough to know that of the things publicly released already, Several things are obviously from the Silmarillion or from Unfinished Tales, right? There were names on the map in the when the map was first released way back when, right? The very first thing that they released. Um, there were names on that map, including, of course, almost all of the names on the Isle of Numenor um, that are only listed in Unfinished Tales. You cannot get those things out of the appendices of The Lord of the Rings. Similarly, 
like, hello, Tyrion and the trees in the first still image that they released, right? Also, notably, I mean, yeah, it's alluded to in The Lord of the Rings, but still, the way that the rights deals used to be enforced. Um, the fact that the trees of Valinor get mentioned in the appendices would not have given Peter Jackson the freedom to depict the trees of Valinor in the movies, right? Like, that's... I feel confident that would not have flown um, with certain members of the Tolkien family who may or may not be haunting people uh, at this point, as JJ was asking about. But, um, uh, but again, like, so like, but you, there's, there's no reason to be concerned that. So on the one hand, um, do I think, are, are they going to be doing a full on adaptation of the Silmarillion? No, like I, they, they've said their rights don't extend to that. And I see no reason to, to you know, think they're lying about that. Um, but at the same time, the things they have already revealed make it clear that the boundaries around that are not like absolutely hard and fast. Right. And, uh, and, but again, I'm not worrying about the rights because um, they, um, uh, they are working with the Tolkien estate. So I guess what this, what this means, right. What, uh, as far as like what, what we're thinking about, it means when you're thinking about what might or may not be in the show, um, it's not okay. It's like, on the one hand, you should not be allowing yourself to be thinking about, and again, here, I'm not speaking about anything I saw on the sneak peek. This is just my reasoning based on the things that they've said, um, and on the things they've already released. Um, we should not, don't indulge fantasies that they're going to tell the whole Turin Turin bar story, right? Um, by the way, no, I do not know, um... I do not know what that broken black sword is. Um, I don't have inside information about what that broken black sword is. Um, uh, just in case, don't ask. I don't know. Uh, and even if I did, I couldn't tell you. Um, but again, don't indulge yourself into thinking they're going to tell the whole Turin Turin bar story or the whole, like, you know, story of the Dagor Bragalak or something like that. Like, it's not going to happen. They don't, they said they don't have rights to the Silmarillion and I believe them, right? But at the same time, don't think that there there are a lot of like a lot of fans who have been acting like amateur lawyers right you know rights lawyers on this front and being like well they can't do that because that's not in the dude neither are the names of the eye on the isle of numenor neither are the you know the trees are not you know so just like know that the Tolkien estate is working with them closely and they have gotten permission for everything that they're doing. And they have clearly, again, manifestly from what they've released so far, they've gotten permission for some stuff that is outside um, the appendices. They've gotten permission to do some things with stuff that's in the appendices that, you know, in the older days in previous deals, they might not have gotten based on my experience with working with, you know, working within these kinds of rights deals. So, um, yes, yes. Um, but, uh, I, I that's also like the fact yeah. that, that they, they made it so clear that there was plenty for them to work with, you know, I, yeah. there's, there's totally plenty for them to work with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the rights just became kind of a non-issue because what they are working with is, it's just not dependent on the specifics of, of what I think some people are looking for. They yeah. have plenty. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. And you know, the other thing is to keep in mind: we're talking about the second age here, right? So, I mean, the majority of what they're doing um, is 
stuff that Tolkien didn't write. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, by necessity, the majority of the story they tell is going to be stuff that's not plot written by Tolkien. And this, as somebody else had a question about like balance of known characters and um, uh, and uh, and new unknown characters. Um, I'm complete. I'm not worried about that. I'm completely comfortable with that. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if I have if there are any um do I have any worries about them cutting major name characters that I'm going to miss and I don't think I do I'm not saying that I know for a fact they're not going to cut anybody that I'm going to you know lament uh their absence um but I don't I have no positive evidence to be worried about that um and um Everyone we asked about, it seemed to be that they had ideas for. Um, because, again, the, again, the, the thing to keep in mind, we're, we're talking about the Second Age, right? So we have this small number of characters um, who, are, who we know to be there, right? Who we know sort of need to be there for the main, you know, Tolkien's main story. Um, I don't see any reason to believe that they don't have plans for all of those major characters. But step back for a moment, uh, step back for a moment and ask yourself, um, you take that group of people together, who's missing, right? What do we not get from that group of, uh, of characters, Tolkien second age characters? And the answer is anybody who's not king, right? I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, a in a sense, it would read like, well, like a historical annal, right? You know, like, let's talk about what the kings and rulers were doing in the big picture political stuff, right? We don't meet, you know, not only do we not even, not, not only do we, do we not meet, you know, like, what were the humans, the non-Numenorean humans doing in Middle-earth? What was their life like, right? Um, what about the elves who were not Noldor, not under the high king of the Noldor? What about the Sylvan elves in Middle-earth at this time, right? What were they doing? Um, what about, what about, again, the, you know, the, the Harfoots, the, which I see no reason to think that there would not have been descent. We don't know exactly when hobbits began. I see no reason to think that they didn't begin back in the second age. Um, and lots of reasons to think that they might have. What were they up to? What were they doing? And if we're going to answer any of those questions, if our, if the story is going to be interested in any of the, heck, we don't even know, like, what's the average elf on the street doing? Right. All we get is like Galadriel and Celebrimbor and Gilgalad and Elrond and Celeborn. Like, that's it. Right. Um, what about, you know, again, what, what about the elf on the street? Who knows? Right. So they have to if they want to tell a story about anybody but the kings and rulers, they have to invent new characters because Tolkien yeah. didn't. He wasn't telling I those stories. I feel like we could do a whole episode just on like world building in general, just not specific to our London experience and this episode. Just, I mean, like what one has to do to build a believable world. And so much of that is about like interactions and economy and language and class mm -hmm. and all these like really big socioeconomic structures. And you yeah. have to have thought through all of those things in order for a fantastic world, a fictional world to function. Like any yes. creative writer will be able to tell you that. Yes. So you can assume like Peter Jackson, that one would put the same work into this. And, and I would say, yeah, my, my nerves were calmed there that I have no concerns in that field anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
no, exactly. Exactly. Um, JJ says, shocking twist. Amazon makes Celeborn the main hero of the second age. Um, okay, JJ, I think I can say this. I asked about Celeborn. Um, I asked about Celeborn. Um, I asked Patrick about Celeborn. Uh, and my question was something along the lines of, are you going to, are you going to show what Galadriel saw in this guy? Right. <laughs> like why they get married. And he laughed. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you anything else, but, uh, uh, but, um, uh, but again, like even that, like he understood why that was a funny question. Like, again, like he totally gets it. Like he has the same, you know, the same questions, the same, uh, the same thoughts that, um, uh, that, that, um, that, that we have, you know, and that we had, um, yeah, I see, um, uh, I see people asking about Anarian specifically. Um, honestly, that's one of my big questions. We know Isildur's in it. That's been talked about. Um, we've not heard anything about Anarian. Um, I'll tell you, frankly, I have no more information about that than anybody else. I know I've not seen anything one way or the other about that, um, whether they're going to include Anarian. Um, I kind of hope for Anarian, but I don't know. I mean, I will also say, just kind of thinking, you know, putting... Um, uh, uh, putting my film film hat on Nick, uh, Nick Palazzo from film film is here as well. Putting my film film hat on. I know like it's hard to like, sometimes you have to compress characters. Sometimes you need to, you know um, you know, when we talk about it in film film, we, we talk about like, you know, what's this character's job in this mm-hmm. season, you know, in this show, like, you Moving know, things what, forward. What, yeah. What's, what is, what is, what is the, re- you know, there has to be a reason to have him. We can't just include people, you know, because they 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 were mentioned in the text, right? I mean, if we're gonna try to make them a character, they have to. There has to be a point to them in the story, right? They have to really contribute something, or else they don't deserve the screen time, right? They don't deserve the diffusion of the viewer's attention, right? Because it's in this way, it's a it's it's a different thing. You can get away in a book with like listing names, right, or telling us in one paragraph. So anyway, it's different. Um, I don't know. You know, so but th- there there do come times when you can say, okay, we've got two minor characters here that do these two different things. Both of those jobs could be accomplished by one single character. So let's let's kind of compress those and make them one character. That kind of thing happens all the time in adaptations, yeah. and it's not it's not. It's a a, given. I mean, it's a given, and it's not it's not. It's, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it's a bad decision, but often it does work. And 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 we as people who are like, oh, but I like that character. We just have to kind of deal with that, you know, and kind well, of... As a viewer, it often makes sense. Like, we don't have as much time with a film to get to know all the characters. So if you're right. dealing with 105 characters from a book and you can narrow that down to 25 for a film, I'm way more likely to remember those 25. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So um, so anyway, I don't have any information about Anarian. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I, I have no idea whether he's in or out. Um I'm just, I guess what I'm doing here is preparing for the possibility that he might be out because I've not heard him confirmed. Uh, and so I don't know. Um, but, um, uh, but I agree if I, if, I mean, my own vote, I, I would like to have him, uh, there, um, because I do agree. I, th- I think I would argue if I were, you know, in the writer's room, I would argue that his death in the battle of Dagorlad is that's a significant role um and it needs to be separate from Isildur and it needs to be separate from Elendil I think it's I think that his getting his 
skull crushed uh you know uh, i think that that's that plays an important role that i would want to myself i would want to retain but of course there have been times and again as nick can back me up from film film perspective when i've started off saying i would really like to do that and then as we worked into really kind of working out what it would look like I'm like actually we don't have time to do that we've got to you know change our minds about that and you know and redo that in some ways um so um uh anyway um so i have no idea about an Aryan, but we'll see we'll see um okay uh other 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 There's other questions the questions about cgi and i mean there were there were people talking about cgi um the one, the Super Bowl commercial, I guess there were bits that were a little bit twee for me, which, you know, just a little bit cheesy. You could tell with CGI, but there was nothing that really like put me off or made me feel disgusted. I feel like there's a real dramatic reaction to some of the CGI that I'm like, yeah, there's trolls in Middle Earth and they aren't don't exist in real life. So, yes, we have to create them. And right. maybe it doesn't there's look quite how you thought it would look. And presumably I don't know, CGI there's a certain level that. of grace i'm gonna give cgi anyway um and when it does look cheesy i do get annoyed because it takes me out of the narrative so like i get people mm -hmm. being annoyed by mm -hmm. bad cgi um i can't say any of it stuck out to me in what we saw but i'm it's not a huge concern for me that's right. that's where i think i'll land with this like I think I'm I'm more distracted by the other nice things that I saw that a, a moment of bad CGI is not going to ruin anything for me. Yep, yep, exactly. And I mean, I, I have to admit also, my um, when the title trailer came out, there were a lot of people saying, "Oh man, CGI is so bad, right? It's so cheesy," and uh, and I was not like I don't. This is not. I don't think about CGI a lot. Um, I, I'm I, I have a pretty robust faculty for suspending disbelief. So like uh, I'm very willing. That's a great to... way to phrase it. I have a robust <laughs> faculty for suspending my belief. I, I, I need to write that I'm down. I'm easy. I'm easy. Like it's, it's so I'm, true. I am ready to enter into a secondary world that's made. Um, yeah. I have to get like shoved out of it. Right. Like I, I'm. I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready. So I don't. I'm so I'm not one who's sitting there being like you know. The, uh, you know, take it apart. A, a really tense critic, you know, about uh, about the CGI. Um, so on the one hand, so a lot of times when people are like, "Oh, the CGI, the CGI," I'm like, "Don't notice, don't care." Like, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, some, but again, so so I'm aware that there's like a pretty big gap between like my tolerance and other people's tolerance, and that's fine. But my my sense of that, and honestly, like my respect for that, dropped a lot after the reactions to the title show where I heard a lot of those people who seem to care about CGI a lot talking about how cheesy the CGI was only to find out there was no CGI involved <laughs> at all, like in any yeah. play at any point in that. And I'm like, okay, so like all of you people who are complaining about the CGI and, and it made me think, um, well, gosh, I wonder, uh, I bet you that there are some of the elements that people were saying, Oh, the CGI on the trailer was really corny, which might also turn out not to be CGI. Uh, after all. Right. Um, so, um, anyway, I, um, uh, yeah. Um, so, um, it's, it, 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 I, I, I actually think that that's, again, 
coming back to that other question about like the, you know, uh, or, like the, or rather the original way that this question was uh, framed, you know, do we have worries about, you know, CGI versus, um, uh, you know, physical stuff? I think they're doing a lot of physical stuff. I mean, I think that, um, well, a very great deal of money has been spent. Where do you think they're spending it? Right. <laughs> I could list million. a lot of things here, right. but I'm there gonna let that things. one. There's a lot of things, <laughs> but, but like I do think one of the places where it's being spent is gonna be. I think it's going to turn out that uh, that a lot of money is being spent on building things and and um, you know producing sets and uh, costuming and like I, I don't think they're cutting corners there. Yeah, I would because there's absolutely the argument that like bad VFX is it, it can be damning. You know, there's there's whole YouTube channels that are really fascinating if people want to dive into that. I can't remember the name of these ones, but um VF, VF, VFX uh editors react or something where they watch right. bad CGI and talk about it. It's fantastic. Um but when there's bad CGI, yeah, it totally pulls you out because it's poorly executed. Right. This is not the kind of production that would execute something poorly. So yeah. that's probably that. But yeah. Yeah. I just, it's, it's, uh, you know, oh, yeah, there, been there, there, there have been times on social media when I've like, on the one hand, I'm hearing people say like, oh, like, you know, it's this so big budget thing and they're just throwing money at this. And then other people saying like, oh, they're cutting corners. And I'm like, wait, hang on which is it right are you are you spending lots of money or are you cutting corners like i mean it's possible to do both but um yeah. you have to be i mean it's but it's a little bit weird to do both right i mean like you'd have to be particularly str or under some truly bizarre constraints uh in order to do, to do pull off both of those things right and um and it's yeah. nice to see some of the comments here about like people got into cg because of Lord of the Rings and Jackson's films. Like, yeah, I mean, I think most of us, a lot of us, I should say most, a lot of us are here because of the Jackson films. Like it was those behind the scenes documentaries that really got me interested in film and analysis and adaptation and all that stuff. So like total gateway. So that's brilliant that that brought you to this. So you have the same kind of concern for CG that I have for story because that's yeah. what brought you into this. Yeah. So yeah. I get the concern, but it's it's also just not a concern for me anymore. Like there might be moments that look cheesy because there aren't trolls in the real world, but yeah. you would hope that they're using the facilities they have to make the best troll that they can or whatever else they need to create. But yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it didn't smack me in the face as a concern. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so let's see. Meow was uh, Meow indeed was asking, um, what are my main concerns now? Um, well, just the uncertainty about the story. Right. I mean, I just I, I don't know. Like, is it going to come together? Right. You know, is the story going to come together and be a compelling story? And that, of course, we won't know until we see it. Um, and which I have again, I have a very well. OK. We, I have more to judge by now in that instead of like trailer blips, you know, I saw some slightly, I, like I saw a few scenes, right? So I actually saw a little, little tiny mini chunk of narrative. It doesn't help me with the big overall story. Um, what I saw was encouraging, um, encouraging as far as the writing, as far as the, even just seeing what some of the scenes were about. Like it was like, okay, this sounds like, part of an interesting non-cheesy story um you know so i thought that that was 
Uh, I thought that that was good. That coupled with, you know, many of the things that the showrunner said when they were kind of talking about what they're hoping to capture and the kinds of things that they're wanting to do. Um, Again, to bring it back to the showrunners and how impressed I am with them, I will say I feel confident that if they succeed in capturing their vision, I think it's going to be great. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm confident having met with them, talk with them, ask them questions, heard them respond to other people's questions. I don't think either that they're just going to have a lame, silly story. Um, cause I was impressed not only as a Tolkien person, but just hearing them talk just as a story person, right? Like hearing them, um, um, Sometimes he would, you know, they would be asking questions or, or sort of defending something on the question of uh, on the issue of um, like how, you know, people asking things like, you know, how is this going to work in the story or what? And, and like, but the issue of like what their priorities in their storytelling kind of came across at several points. Right. And just hearing those things, I was I was happy. I was like, yep, it sounds like I can get behind all of those priorities. I can, it sounds like it will be a good story. Parenthesis, if it works, right. Assuming that it comes across. Cause that's what you can never tell. I mean, you know, you listen to an artist talk about what they tried to achieve and then you look at the work of art and sometimes there's a gap there. <laughs> right. So I don't that's know. That's a really good knows. comparison. Yeah. Cause I was thinking about in terms of like building a film team and, and you know, the people we know are behind this with writers and production and all that stuff. And it's a really impressive pedigree and it sounds like it was a really positive process and a creative process. So it sounds like everything is right in the kitchen, but mm. whether the cake comes out, comes out it depends well. exactly. on how the ingredients yeah. go together and if you put in the right measure and, you know, so many yeah. different things. But I think they yeah. bought all the right ingredients. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, Rama here. Great question. OK, so here was, I'm going, going back to my game. Um, uh, concerns about um, concerns that the show is. Uh, heavily grinding a particular political axe um, and that it, it's, it's you know, like this whole show is going to be used. They're using Tolkien as a platform uh, for, you know, putting forward a political agenda. Not worried. Not, Not worried. At all. Not worried. Now, now, that said, I'm not saying it's going to be like completely neutral. Like it's made by humans, right? And so therefore is not going to be like totally neutral in all ways. Like there are going to be some decisions they will have had to make, um, some of which we've seen, right? Like like multiracial casting uh, and everything. Um, but, you know, so like we know some of these. And so and obviously some of these decisions that have to be made are going to be influenced, right? You know, by their convictions and, and, and whatever. Um but do I think that this is just going to be a platform that we're going to be um, uh, we're going to be, you know, hearing like platforming for particular? T- no, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that at all. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, it, Nameless Arcanum, you're right. It's not that Tolkien was exactly apolitical himself. Yes, he also was a human being and had some very definite <laughs> convictions about things which showed themselves in his work. Now, actually, this reminds me... Um, uh, so, like I said, of course, it's not going to be apolitical. Nothing is apolitical. Like you know, that's just it, it's made by humans. So yes, yeah. there's going to be there's there, you know there's going to be some stuff there. But again, is this uh, is it going to be like propaganda? Again, is it being 
you know, utilized as a platform to push forward an agenda? No, no, I do not believe that. I do not believe that. Um, I don't believe that at all. Um, uh, now let's see, there's, some. Um, uh, there's another, oh, sorry. There's another question that I was just reminded of. Well, chats there. I want to comment on big money can produce big budget mega hits, but almost everything these days lacks a good story. That was my concern coming into this because yeah. you see loads of money being thrown at these things to just get it out, just get it out. You know, yeah. it's yeah. all about the amount of content on some of these streaming platforms. And you're just concerned about quality because there's so much that it all just fades into the background because we consume it and then we forget it. That's yeah. what I was concerned about because I don't want Tolkien to be a quick consumption and forget it's yeah. Tolkien. <laughs> like it has to be substantial. Um, and Again, we'll get into the details, but this is no longer a major concern because yeah. I believe yeah. the right things are in the kitchen. Again, I don't know if the finished product is going to be what we all hope it will be, but it's lining up to be as good as it can be, in my opinion, right now. <laughs> we'll mm -hmm. see if that changes when the next thing comes out, but I'm feeling yeah. a lot better about it. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. That was mine. Oh, man, I'm forgetting there was another question. I gave you I all that time answer. while waffling. I know, and yeah. you're done. I, I still can't. <laughs> I still can't remember it. Um, uh, oh, well. Um, uh, okay. Other, other questions, concerns. I can't, I don't think I can tell you um, eternal Vic 14, who my favorite character was in the footage that I saw that would be revealing too much about what it is that we saw. And I can't do that. Um, uh, oh, time compression. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, we can talk about time compression. A little yeah, bit. we can talk about that. Um, I, I, what has been reported is that, um, you know, okay. I keep having these self doubts now when I, I'm about to say something, and I'm like, um, well, I'm I, sure I, that was, I was going to start with saying, and yeah. Well, I was going to start with saying, you know, a few episodes ago where we talked about time compression and how it has to happen because to happen. we're talking about thousands of years and all these different characters. Like, of course, we have to compress it, but there's ways you can do it thoughtfully. Yes. I would say we were on the right track with that statement. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, exactly. I mean, I think and I believe it's been reported, I think, in Vanity Fair, in the Vanity Fair article. Didn't they say that they so. talk about the compression there? Um Am I worried about the time compression? No, no. And again, I'm not because, again, this was listening to Patrick McKay talk about it in the, in the uh, lobby afterwards, and it wasn't his Tolkien answers. This is one of the places where I was really interested in listening to his storytelling answers. Um, he was, um, uh, it was, uh, it was, this was the part of the conversation, Nick Palazzo, that you would have really, really enjoyed because he was talking about it from a screenwriting standpoint and talking about like, you know, structure, the art of, you know, of, of screenplays and storytelling and how you convey stories to audiences in this way. Um, and he was making some arguments based on that, essentially, like that was kind of his answer to the time compression. Um, and, and by the way, then he went off to say like, of course, in order for this story to work, we have to accomplish this, 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 and this, we have to convey these things about like Numenor and its fall. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> okay good 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 i'm glad to hear that um and again like they get it like they get it they totally yeah. they totally get it. i mean again like the those those this is why my confidence is so high 
right? Because if you think about it, almost all the questions we've talked about, like when we were talking about this, right? Our concern when we, you know, several episodes ago when we were discussing the compression issue, we were saying, well, this is when, when we were talking with Helen, right? Um, that one of the concerns was if they don't establish Numenor, you know, as a going concern, right? and then and then, you know, like we're going to lose the tragedy, right? It's not yeah. going to feel like it needs to feel. And, um, and again, at the end of the day, Right. If you think about it, that boils down to they get Numenor, right? Are they going to yeah. get Numenor? Are they going to yeah. get what's important about Numenor and why yeah. we need to? And I'm because like, yeah, they get it. <laughs> if you don't love it, if it's not beautiful, then there's nothing at risk. There's nothing to lose. Yeah. And and yeah, that was and I think it was said in the chat. So I don't want to just repeat that. But the responses to our questions were often so much more thoughtful and more in-depth than we would have expected but also much. more in-depth than i would have considered you know what i mean like right. i think we're all thinkers on these questions and mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. thought more than i did on most of them and time compression was definitely one of those where the depth that they went into was oh my goodness yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah yeah, you're talking about your time. I mean, it was clear that we were talking to people who not only know Tolkien really well, you know, love Tolkien very much, but have, you know, eaten, breathed, slept Tolkien for five years, you know, uh, like that's. And know. everything before that. I mean, right. they're they're my generation and they were very quick to share their love of Indiana Jones and Goonies and, you know, just like all these other just great stories and good right. adventures and right. just things that they grew up on loving. And, you know, we geeked out about a lot of different stuff and a lot of it was just focused on story and structure and character yeah. And, yeah. and these things that you want to, you want to connect with somebody about. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I finally remembered the other thing hey. I was going to talk about. Um, the other question that was asked, um, uh, so again, playing my, am I still worried about it game? Um, the worry that they are going to do th like um, sort of objectionably depart from Tolkien's faith perspective. That's a question I've gotten a bunch of times too. How are they like, how are they going to handle the sort of Christian elements of the Lord of the Rings? Um, uh, I will say, I was talking about this on Twitter yesterday. I don't, I, I don't, I don't feel that I have much information, direct information on that. It's not a topic that really came up explicitly in our discussions with them. So I don't have any, re, I, I, I don't have much in, but what I will say, just to kind of approach it from a different direction. Um, so I can't, I, I, I don't have positive, I, I can't, I don't have positive, but I have negative information. Nothing that was said gave me any concerns. Um, and some of the things, um, again, going back to my favorite answer that they gave to any question, which was to talk about the themes, right? You know, the themes that are really important in Tolkien that they were trying to capture in the story. Um, of those themes, several of them were kind of in this category, like themes that are very much informed, that were for Tolkien very much informed um, by his uh, his uh, religious convictions and spiritual background. And um, again, I do not have the, you know, do I believe, um, you know, that these guys are going to be, you know, really kind of leaning into the, the religious and Christian element of it? No, I have no reason to believe that. I don't I'll be very surprised if there is any kind of, uh, you know, overt 
acknowledgement of anything like that. But here's the thing. Tolkien doesn't overtly do it either, right? I mean, many, many, many people have read The Lord of the Rings without having any idea that Tolkien was a Christian and that it was in some sense a Christian work. Please understand, I'm not saying that I don't think it is a Christian work. It is, but it's not that sort of Christian work, right? Um, it's not Narnia. And um, therefore, an adaptation is under different... This is a bigger issue, like with Narnia adaptations, for instance, right? right? I mean, how are you going to handle the Christian stuff is a huge and enormously relevant question um, when you're doing a Narnia adaptation. For The Lord of the Rings, um, The Lord of the Rings, it is... There's, there is not a single overtly Christian reference character thing. Where is it, right? Now, again, it's not to say that The Lord of the Rings isn't a Christian work, but it's a Christian work deep down at its roots, right? Um, and do I think that they respect those roots, that they respect those themes and ideas which were which come out of Tolkien's you know, Catholic perspective and infused his text for that? Do I think that they respect those? Yes, I think they respect those things. I don't, so I see no reason to think it's going to be um, sort of alarming, you know, in that way. I like, do I think it's going to be like evangelical? No, I don't think it's going to be evangelical, but neither is Tolkien. So why should it be? Um, but uh, anyway, so I, I did want to, I did want, that's a question I got, I've gotten a couple times. So I did want to, I did want to address that. Again, I don't have very, any actually concrete data about that. But I mean, all I can say is, you know, I am myself a Christian who was, uh, you know, who cares about this stuff in the Lord of the Rings. And I was not like alarmed or perturbed. I didn't have any yellow flags uh, go up at any point on that kind of stuff. We'll see. I feel Bye. like my main takeaway was, was just reassurance that the right people are in the room. I know I keep saying it, but like, that's the the main thing I'm falling back on. It just felt like part of our team was there. Yes. I still wish we had seen a lot more from the, the, I want to see more because I like the show and I want to see more. Yeah. There's that perspective, but right. also there's just not a lot for us to work with. <laughs> you know, I, right. I can certainly, I look forward to us being able to share the details that we did see because it was fun. But I think that's my main criticism that there's just not enough content for us to really dig into reactions of the show. Right. What we are able to dig into are reactions of the creation and the creative process and the creators. But that is so much more important to me. At so this much stage. more important to me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Like, this is what um, we need right now. And content's <laughs> going to start coming. So yeah. like, as I start to question what I'm seeing, I'm going to feel better because my baseline is confident. Yeah. You know, so like, <clears throat> what does that mean? I don't know, but I know they put the thought into it. Well, what does that mean? I don't know, but I know they did the research, you know? So like, there's going to be a little bit more grace because of where we're coming from. Yeah. It's sort of like, uh, it, <laughs> It's sort of like saying, I didn't have any of my questions answered except for all of my questions. <laughs> like that's like every single question I have is now rooted in this basic. I mean, I I trust I trust these people honestly. Um, I came away with a stronger feeling that they know their stuff and really get Tolkien. I I came up with a stronger sense of that from this than I did from the Peter Jackson appendices about Peter Jackson and Philip Aboyance. Um, 
Uh, and now it may be after I see the show, I may have my list of things that I'm just like, how can you read Tolkien and still think that and still do that? Like, come on, that doesn't make any sense. Um, um, but there are still those moments. Again, I'm not bashing on the Peter Jackson films. I love the Peter Jackson films, but there are a bunch of times in the Peter Jackson films that I'm just like, I no. I mean, like, I'll give you an example, right? I'm, and I know it was in a deleted scene. Like, I know it's only in the extended edition, but I am sorry. Um if you are going to include a scene where the Witch King of Angmar breaks Gandalf's staff, I'm going to have questions about you and how much you get things, okay? Like, I'm sorry. There is no excuse for that scene. There is no excuse for that scene. And I'm, and I, I, I would... Um, He's ready to go to that. I would tell Philippa Boyens that to her face, right? <laughs> um, and again, like, that kind of a scene, I'm just like, yeah, I, I, JJ or, uh, or Aragorn cutting off the head of the messenger at the parley. Yes, like, there's a bunch of times things in, the, in those movies, and again, things sometimes that they say in the documentaries where I'm just like, eh, wait, yeah. Yeah, that's not... Again, it's not that they don't know. It's not that they're ignorant. It's just like, I... Feel you know, it different. Feel it very differently, and did not feel like I was in uh, um, in sync with them. Yeah. And like, and again, so and so, therefore, my my confidence that they really got Tolkien was imperfect. I had imperfect confidence. That's not a bash, right? Like, it's I I I, I like I I you know I trusted them. I was willing to trust them. Therefore, when uh, um, when. Uh, you know, when, when the Hobbit films were coming out and whatever. Um, but, um, but anyway, like it's, but with these guys, I, there was nothing the whole day. Now, you know, we just had, well, it was significant, probably an hour and a half um, uh, with them. So it was a significant period of time, but there was not a single thing. There was not a single thing in the, uh, uh, that they said that gave me that kind of impression where I was like, oh, wait, hang on. How could you think that? Like, why would you say that? Why would any Tolkien fan say that? Um, I just like, yeah, so for me, there was no, you know, who knows? Again, maybe in the show, I'll get a Witch King destroys Gandalf staff moment, um, you know, and get mad. Like, I, I don't know. But, um, uh, well, and but I also I, think it's yeah. important to note that, like, we did have the protection of the NDA in that room and much more restricted were the specifics of what they told us in that room, mm -hmm. which means they were totally open and frank you know, way mm -hmm. more honest than they had. We had any right to expect because they're totally protected because we can't share it yet. You know, like them. so, yeah. they were so open because so often when you go to these media junkets and these press events and things like that, there's a media trainer there with the actors and the creators before they go on stage and answer these questions, giving them the prompts and giving them the phrases and giving them the questions and the answers that you just hear these like canned responses and you don't hear anything authentic we got none of that so none yeah. of this was media trained material it was yeah. a really frank and open conversation with a creative space with a creative person in a space where they knew the same thing you did you know yeah. so it and, just and, felt like a meeting of the minds as opposed yeah. to any kind of press or i don't know an interview situation yeah and so to industry wise to totally different than what you would expect too which is yeah. very cool and to try to capture the atmosphere of that um the the setup was so there was one person who was kind of prompting them with some questions to kind of get them started talking about things and then the two of them would talk um they 
like we're constantly digressing, interrupting each other, stumbling over each other, going into this. And then she kept trying to pull them back and they kept going off in other directions. And, and it was like, this was not a scripted conversation. She threw her, she threw her questions she, away. She literally threw her, like, threw her notes over her shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd forgotten about that moment. Yeah, she did that. Well, and that was also quite sweet too, because you could tell that she did not have the Tolkien knowledge. That was not her role. That's not mm-hmm. her job, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So she was just like, trying to lead them into this conversation and they were like oh we got this <laughs> yeah 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 no it was um uh yeah yeah so i it's it's I, I, that, that was um again some i've heard some skeptical responses to the things that we're saying you know things like well of course they said the right things you know this whole thing was arranged to you know bring you guys there and then say the right things to you so that you will then go and pass it on and like i get that like that's yes like in a sense that's exactly what was happening but um i get what they did and said you can't fake and i I don't believe that they are good enough actors to have been putting on that show. Um, uh, it's, it's very, um, uh, and again, I, I, I could, you guys know us who were there. Like, you know, us, I was going to say like, if, you know, the prancing pony guys, you know, you know this yeah. community. Like if we don't yeah. like something, we say it and you can't get those 25 people to agree on anything. I'm pretty yeah. sure. And here yeah. we are all saying, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, 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 especially in the lobby, right. The conversations we were having, like seeing them, I mean, I was in, you know, the, the people who were in the like little circle with Patrick McKay with me at that one point that I'm remembering right now, you know, it was, it was, it was me and it was new better, do better was right there, right in front of him, uh, you know, coming at him with a whole bunch of things. There was, um, uh, one of the prancing pony guys. There was, uh, I, I, uh, Matt from nerd of the rings was there. Um, uh, I, I'd will, uh, uh, from, uh, 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 will Varking was there. Um, anyway, there was like a, you know, a bunch of, and we were all just like, you know, quick pepper questions. And we were, you know, we, we were like, we were, we were geek. It was, it was a geek out. It was a very spontaneous, organically <laughs> upflowing geek out that was happening there. And again, like you don't, you don't fake that. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, here we go. Yeah, uh, Will says yeah he's from from the Lord of the Rings on Prime subreddit. Yeah, there you go. That's where you can find Will. Um, yeah, it was absolutely a nerd moment. Will completely, completely. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, for not, I don't have any serious worries. Like I don't have any serious. Again, I'm that. That's not the same as saying like, you know, hear me now. I predict this show is going to be the best thing you've ever seen. Like, I don't know that. Right. I can't say that. And I won't say that. Um, can I imagine ways in which it could disappoint? Yeah, sure. Again, like, you know, as Maggie was saying about the kitchen and the cake, right. Just because you, you can see that there are awesome cooks in the kitchen doesn't mean the cake is necessarily going to taste good. Like it's things can happen, right. Who knows? Um, but as far as worries, no, I'm not worried at all. I don't have a single worry. Worry is is about like the when you're playing the what if game. Oh, but like what if this is not good and what if they do that? I'm not worried. Like I'm not worried. Again, like I don't know it's going to be good, but I am not worried about it. I do feel like there's a difference for me from before and after though, because before I wasn't worried 
because I'm not spending my life worrying about something I can't control and know nothing about, you know, like before I wasn't worried because I didn't have anything to worry about. We didn't have yeah. any content. We didn't have any information. Yeah. I didn't know these people. I didn't have anything to worry it was, about. It was all a benefit of the doubt kind of. Yeah. Normal. It was all yeah. fine. I'm whatever. Yeah. I don't have to worry about that. Now it's, I'm not worried because those guys got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, there's a real big difference there. Like before it was, I'm not worried because I'm disengaged. Now it's, I'm not worried because <laughs> I'm reassured. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and um, it's hard because, you know, in some ways I feel like it would be super professional to balance it with like, and yet I retain these grave concerns that, but right. I don't, like I have to be honest. I know a lot of I, people I are looking for that. I think like yeah. they really want, want us to say, but here's the thing that's going to suck. Sorry, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, don't know that yet. Exactly, exactly. Again, I mean, I will say, like, I, I, I don't know how the story is going to come together. Uh, and this comes back to the answer that I had to, like, what's my primary concern now? That that would be it. You know, is yeah. it going to, um, are the elements going to come together to be a really compelling whole? Is the overarching story going to be compelling? Um, uh, you know, are there going to be some bits that I, like, uh, <laughs> You know, some segments, some like areas, some character plot line, you know, some 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 subplots that I'm just like, oh, I can't wait till this scene is over to get back to that other one. Like all of those things could happen. I don't know. Um, but um, uh, so like, am I concerned that those things? Yeah. I mean, I would not like to see that. I'm hoping that that stuff doesn't happen. And so though those are still definite uncertainties to me. Um, but uh, but I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm not yeah. worried. And I think the only other thing we're going to keep hearing about is just the Amazon side of it. We're like, yeah, it was great to have this couple of days and mm -hmm. it was really, you know, all stops pulled out and it was beautiful and it was lovely and yeah. really enjoyable, but none of us were paid. None of us were, you know, pranked into doing this. None of us were promised that we would say nice things and none yeah. of us would compromise the community we've built or, you know, the reputations we have or anything like that to be schmoozed by Amazon, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to continue. There's nothing we can do about those people. And again, I don't engage, so I'm just not giving them the time of day, but <laughs> what yeah. we say is what we say because we can't act. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can always know that you're getting genuineness from me because I'm pretty much incapable of doing it. And I took else. like the most scrupulous notes. So the second we are allowed to go into detail, we will bring it all out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, I can't wait to tell you guys the sentence uh, that uh, JD said that made me cry. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the that made me cry and fan myself. Um, yes, uh, I can't wait to tell you guys exactly what that was. Uh, and if I had had my phone, I would have documented it. But we had to lock up our phone. <laughs> yeah, we, we that was not permitted. It will not shock you to hear. Um, but uh, anyway. Um, Okay, so uh, we should go. Uh, we're, yeah. we're out of time here. Um, but uh, thanks for all your questions. This has been a lot of fun. Um, we'll be back again next week. Uh, back to our normal time. This was a special thing. I'm traveling again tomorrow. I got I to gotta go um, help my son uh, in North Dakota. So I'm doing family travel. But I was like, I can't cancel other minds and hands this week. Like we totally have week. to have it. So we shifted it to a, a different day to make sure that we could have one this week, even though I'm going to be out of town tomorrow. Um, so thanks everybody. Uh, we should be back with some, uh, some more fun guests. Um, we'll probably, uh, uh, you know, bring in some of our, uh, compatriots from the London trip. Uh, and then, um, and we'll talk about, uh, uh, we'll talk about some more stuff next week. So thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks, and 
We'll see you guys next week. Bye now. Bye.